Welcome to Misty Osiris and Naps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama Christmas cast. You got it. <laughs> I know I put I, somewhere in the middle. Well, you knew you were going to do it. Or did you decide part way through you want? I, f- I figured you were. We, we discussed this beforehand, that somehow, spontaneously... Against all odds. We got the holiday episode of Starcrossed. And now, this, to be fair, they never mention. They do what they mention Christmas once, but but this is an episode about a holiday that's about family and spending time together. Dinescu. and also flowers and nets. <laughs> well, yes, because it's we're getting more and more of the ancient thing, and they're very, very water faring based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we'll discuss a little bit more about the about their 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 holiday, I guess, when when we hit that part of the series. But uh, there's also many holidays going on right now in our world. Yeah, Christmas is on Friday. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for when this goes up. Yes. <laughs> Christmas will be I guess you know, it'll be it'll be on this Friday and then we'll be passing it on the next one. Yes. Could have worked actually this week or next week. And I mean, technically, Christmas for us yeah. will be in March. No, probably January. It's true. We we uh, we're doing the second second Christmas, uh, but for the Christmas morn, you know, just a lot of webcams, so much Zoom, a lot of ding dong ditching presents at people's houses. Look, we have a baby. It is not our baby, but there is a baby in this family, and this baby needs to know that even when there is a pandemic on, Santa still comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Riley's getting her Santa, Santa presents, and the rest of us are watching. No, that's not true. Our parents are dropping off stockings at our homes. Yeah, we're, we're essentially doing, like, partial gifts on that day. As I said, we're literally dr- dropping off presents at people's houses and running away. And- <laughs> like like a really weird Amazon delivery. I mean, Amazon does kind of do that. Well, yeah, but they usually don't run away, and I will run away. <laughs> Um, and then we're going to do Christmas at another time when we are allowed to be in each other's homes. Yeah. You know. Because we respect social rules. Yeah. The social responsibility. We are conscientious members of society. Yeah. So it is possible. To pe- do that. To do that, people. And to have fun. We are going to have lovely time together as a family. We can have fun any and, day. It doesn't have to be on Christmas. And I mean, to be fair, this is the one time, the one Christmas ever where technically... Everyone will be together because usually uh, our brother and sister-in-law, uh, either with us or they drive out to her family. That's true. But with the magic of Zoom, everyone we can all be together. Everyone gets to be there. It'll be the first time that actually happens. On the same computer on screen. The, the, yep, on the same screen. And it counts. And it'll be fun. Yeah. But on Starcrossed... They get to be together in person. Yep, they do. They 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 definitely do. They uh, they get to man. They don't go super far into this. They 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 essentially have a f- couple like rituals and like symbology for you to recognize. But it it also doesn't feel particularly like religious. No. Well, I mean, they do have a couple of ceremonies, but it does seem more. Um, Oh my goodness! What is the word? It seems like more of a secular holiday. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, we don't we we know they have we heard of oh, an Atrian re- religion? Uh, I was going to say we, yeah, we know of their religion, I but think we do. We don't. We know that they have rites and they have rituals. Well, I well because remember, well, no, we actually they specifically know that they don't. Well, at least they don't have 
in, in a much the same way the Earth does, because when Lucas said, um, like, I'll pray for you, I'll pray for that, the I wasn't the response, oh, right, you guys do that. Oh, that's true, yeah. yeah. So they, they might have some form, they, they might have evolved beyond religion, they might have some form of religion that doesn't involve prayer, or, I mean, who knows? Who We're learning knows? stuff. Ooh. Learning things. Uh, so since we are learning things, we might as well get into it. Let's share the things we know with you guys. Yes, because this is Star-Crossed, Season 1, Episode 8, An Old Accustomed Feast. An Old Accustomed Feast. Oh my goodness, Caster is at the school at the top of the episode, which just goes to prove more that I guess Atrians can just go wherever they want now. Well, I guess he's he's brought there. Like, he's, he is specifically he's brought there. Yeah. Like, they they let him go there because he has to discuss that there's a festival coming up. Now, the weird thing here is I cannot, for the life of me, remember if there was a time that Castor and Emery met in what I'll say a, a legal sense. Um, yeah, there was the time that she was allowed to go to the sector, and then she ended up hanging out by the wall of the missing, and then I, the people were all mad. I guess, yeah. I guess they could say, like, oh, you two must have met then. Because I always keep thinking, like, didn't she only, like, when did she meet Castor? And when she was filming all of the, um, yeah. all of the Atrians for her propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was one propaganda, then it was another propaganda. Double propaganda. Ooh, double secret propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's so Russian Animal House. For no reason whatsoever, because Gloria definitely has a government office somewhere, Castor and Gloria are having their meeting at the school, so other characters can see them and we can kick off the plot of this episode. Well, I'll give them... They 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 set up the idea that's like, oh, and for the first time, the Atrians will be allowed to invite, uh, like... Humans. Humans to it. Though later they seem to imply that also any human could go... could get an in... Somebody, somebody says the line... Oh, I I use my contacts and got an invite. I'm like, what the do you you yeah, what you can is... did you convince a teenager to give you an invite? Because there is no reason that that person should yeah. be in the sector. We'll uh, get there. Yeah, but this is interrupted by Roman watching from a distance and being like, "Em, come here, come here, Emery." And I just want to say, like, I know we gave a lot of um, couples grief on the OC for not having chemistry. Yeah. Emery and Roman have so much chemistry. At least it actually feels like they. <laughs> and I think it's because Roman never gets to just be happy. Like, Roman is always worrying about something. They they do a good job of essentially separating what Roman's daily life is and what Roman's life is with Emery, which mm-hmm. feels like a different thing. This is a positive thing. We feel the connection there versus sometimes in... The OC or in Riverdale where someone being with someone else or apart from someone else doesn't feel like a good... It changes anything. Or yeah. a good thing. Like, people often seem horrified by their security with others. Like, they're being forced to be with them and punished. Now, uh, now like obviously, in now obviously in, in the real world, sometimes maybe there isn't, like, a huge difference between you with your romantic opposite or that. But we're not talking about the real world. We're talking about a fictional world that we have to watch. And like Romeo and Juliet, Roman and Emery are really excited to be together. They are in a broom cro- closet making out. <laughs> you, mm, I think they're in, like, a chemical storage closet. It is real big. I know, but I keep we, calling it the broom closet. We've had many, we've actually, there's been many uh, scenes in this. Covert. Yeah. It's, it is a real big closet. 
He's um, got shelves and shelves of bleach. Perfect for making. I'm surprised not more students making out in I there. I mean, Roman has had so many sneaky me- meetings with Lucas there. Now he's decided to make it a fun place, not a place <laughs> where he finds out his dad's secrets. <laughs> The idea of while he's making out with Abby, he's just like, man, this is so much better than when me and Lucas met in here. <laughs> Sorry, what? No, no, no. There wasn't any kissing. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry. So, there may have been a little bit of kissing. Roman, of course, invites Emery to come to his home for this important festival. I'm, I'm going to be honest. This whole conversation bugged the hell out of me. Emery goes back and forth so much. He's like, well, I just heard about uh, the... I heard about your, uh, what do you call it, uh, Dianascu thing. He's like, well, do you want to go? And she's like, oh, yeah, I do want to go. But now I'm worried about the tregs. Maybe I shouldn't go. But I, I do want to go. I'll meet your mom. But, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't actually meet your mom. Okay, to be fair, though, she only found out about the tregs, like, yesterday. It's true. And to be extra fair, <laughs> she's not worried about his mom. Roman is like, there's only one problem with you coming. My mother... Hates humans. That's true. That's the thing. But but <laughs> the amount this scene, I just want to clarify. This might be the longest scene. Not only have we seen in, uh, in a chemical closet. Well, no, no, no. no <laughs> I, I just mean like unbroken scene. I don't think even in we don't do Star any Cross, cutaways. Yeah. Uh, I think in the OC and Riverdale, this is the longest unbroken scene of just two people. Yeah, they they don't walk to a second location. No other characters come in. And I'm not saying good or bad. I'm not going to go one way or the other. I'm just going to say something that I absolutely notice because usually these things are so frantic of like, Mm -hmm. cut to this location, cut to this location, cut to this location. Now, what's interesting in this scene, and I kind of want to bring it up because Roman kind of says it flippantly, but he's making a really big political statement by inviting Emery because Emery's dad did kill his dad. Yeah, um... (laughs) I also want to say he doesn't really invite her as his girlfriend. He just invites her as a person who should come. Because they spend a lot of the uh, Dianaski celebration sitting a conspicuous distance apart. They don't want anyone to know. So he is inviting her, but he's not being open like, oh yeah, we're dating. No, their relationship is still a secret. Well, as as know, it should be. You will, as Emery said, the Treg's hate race mixing and so do the red hawks so so eh. meanwhile miss benton what is miss why does miss benton always dress like she's going out she's very dressed up yeah, she, constantly she's constantly dressed like she's going out on the town well i'll tell you why because she's not a real teacher so she doesn't know how teachers dress <laughs> whether or not she's a real teacher she is a teacher <laughs> she does work at this school as That's a teacher true. So um, she moves on up to Julia and invites her essentially to do an organic chemistry internship. Yeah, it's it's very obviously a play. We'll but, check in on that later. But Julia doesn't know that. She's just super excited and has a catch up with Emery. Yep. We do find out that Julia is also going to the celebrations because Sophia invited well, her. Well, because Lucas is not going to appear in this episode. Yes. It's so. th- th- watching the series becomes very clear that this show does not have a did not have a super high budget. Um. Because Taylor will not be in this episode either. Yeah, they're they're very, uh, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. They're, they're very very conscious of who needs to be in each episode. Yes, we're not gonna we're not gonna have things where a character will be around and not doing anything. Reggie, <laughs> <laughs> except for when Reggie was running for Preggie. Yeah, Reggie did. Even when even when Reggie ran for Preggie, he, he was barely in he the... was barely around. 
they 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 do a very good job of keeping the cast tight, which means they can spend money on where it matters, like probably a lot of makeup. The Atrian's glowing skin. Yeah, yeah. Um. Also, Emery has not yet broken up with Grayson, and I got to shade Emery for that a little bit. <laughs> well, I also got to shade her for the fact that, like, clearly you have broken up with Grayson, because this is introduced by Grayson walking by and giving her the stink eye. Yeah. And if they were, like, dating like they had been, clearly that pass in the hall... Would be very upsetting. <laughs> or would be different. <laughs> Instead, he just, like, brushes by her without saying a word... <laughs> And now he does know that she was making out with Roman last but, night, but, but she ever, doesn't know that he knows. She doesn't know that. So what is she thinking? Like, oh, man, my apparent – like, she, as far as concerned, thinks – he still thinks she's his girlfriend. So <laughs> so what is she – what's that situation like for her? Is she – like – because all she goes out of it being like, is like, oh, I still got to break up with him. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, dude. Yeah, you do. <laughs> you do. So now we have a scene where Roman – is the most excited well, we have ever seen him. Welcome to the most, like, teen drama part of this sci-fi series. This entire opening is so, has so much of a different feel. So Roman is super, super pumped because he feels like the danger is, like, at bay for now. And also he just spent so long making out. Yeah. yeah he's got he's got that adrenaline high. So he goes and he, like, literally bounces on up to Drake. And it's like... Yeah. Hey, I'm going to invite you over to my house for Christmas. And I know you won't come, but I invite you every year for Christmas. <laughs> it's it's very much not Christmas. I need to clarify this. Aaron will keep saying Christmas because that's what we're celebrating. It is it's oh, much, it's not it's, Christmas. It's so much more Thanksgiving. I just can't read my writing. <laughs> Dianascu? Yeah. It's Dianascu. My writing's like too scribbly. I'm like, I don't know what that says. Like, so when when Caster introduces Dianascu, he says it's about family. This it's very much a combination. It's a it's like a Christmas and a Thanksgiving. It's a Thanksgiving. Presents are not handed out. There's no real trappings there other than family time. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot more of if we we're going to make a comparison to actually, if we're going to make a comparison to a to a uh, human holiday, the many get it's a harvest festival. It's actually a reverse Harvest Festival. Yeah, it's a, I was going to be like, it's not a Harvest Festival at it's, all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we, when we get to the description of it, uh, Sophia is the one who describes it. And she says that it's a it's a celebration for just before all the men will go off on their fishing boats for months at a time. For an unknowable amount of time. For an unknowable amount of time. And I thought that was kind of weird because usually these festivals are done afterwards. This is done for, like, good luck and yeah. for peace. So I'm, I assume they also probably have a return thing, which is more of their actual harvest festival. Because it doesn't seem like they actually eat any of their plants. They're, all their plants are used more of like a... Like a, a Chemical purposes. Yeah, so there must be very... But no, they have the farming um, clan. But I don't think that's farming in the same way we think is farming. Do you think that's fishing? Well, no, I thought that was no, like... No, they have the herb... They have the herb clan, yeah, but they also have a farming one. Well, I thought the farming clan was the one who made like a lot of their special magic herbs. Like I, I thought, I thought they use farming more like as the term of like because because here's the thing: if they were coming down here and they were learning English, mm-hmm. it would be like, oh, you grow plants, you must be farming. No, I'm just saying the farming one are not the same as the herb one. The herb one are the, like the mystical one. Yeah. So there's a separate one that does. I know, it's just that they all do, they all do these plants so much. And for all we know, their wheat shoots laser beams. I'm sure it does. I'm just clarifying that. 
<laughs> the clan that Vega is a part of is not the farming clan. I know she's There's not part two of the, different ones. I know she's not part of the farming clan. Okay. I imagine that her, that their plants are all like the super weird ones because we know that Roman's one has the healing plant. They're the leaders, though. They're the leaders, so they get the healing plant. Anyway, but anyone can have the healing plant is also something we learned. <laughs> anyway, Drake always says he won't come for Christmas. He just hangs out in his pod by himself and smokes weed. Yeah, but this year. He's coming. Yeah, yeah. What a normal conversation. And Roman explains that, you know, he knows that Drake doesn't have a family, but duh, his family is Drake's family. Yeah. Family. Family, family. is a theme. <laughs> the theme of this episode is family, Drake. Look at me in the eyes. Speaking of family, Gloria comes on up to Roman and is like, <laughs> hey, maybe you will take some pictures with some dignitaries yeah, so it, at the it, festival. So it is not just uh, the... Any invitations from the Atrian Seven students? There are going to be like, I guess, governmental people there as well. And Roman's Roman, you know, is kind of the face of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. She says because he did his whole speech. I'm like, well, he's also like the next one in charge. He's also very photographable. They're, they're really treating it. It's as it can't be a secret to anyone that he is the next one in well, charge. He did announce it. Yeah. On the news. <laughs> yeah. But they're really acting like no no one knows that you're the next leader. I guess, to be fair, though, before, no one knew, like, the structure of their monarch. Like, they didn't know if it was a monarchy it's, or, like, what it was. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say they, they might all just assume, just assume they're like, oh, no, I mean, we got rid of monarchies. But if there's anything I've learned from sci-fi, we all loop back to monarchies eventually. <laughs> it happens. So Roman is mad at Gloria because she slept with his dad, so he will not be helping her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all set enough for something later. And then Emery breaks up with Grayson off screen because we don't need to see that. All we need to see him being like, you've told me so many lies. Yeah, he, so he knows, uh, well, he knows what we know he knows at this Mm -hmm. point. He he knows that uh, she told Bendel. We get a little bit more this scene of them just being angry about her being arrested and not the fact that once again she's a terrorist. But they're really just compartmentalizing. Later later he will clarify he's also angry about the terrorism. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, meanwhile, back at the sector... Castor and Roman go to meet with Vega because they, um, Roman said earlier, he's like, oh, we've come up with a different way to deal with the tregs. Yeah. And the different way is an attempt at diplomacy. <laughs> well, no, the different way to deal with the tregs, what, <laughs> what he says is that, like, oh, we're going to ask the tregs not to kill humans in the sector. And I'm like, you didn't do that earlier? I guess what he's implying is they're going to acknowledge the tregs. Yeah. So. <laughs> However,. Vega will not be acknowledged. She would like to be bribed. Yeah, so she agrees to leave the humans in the sector alone for... One day. One day we'll make another deal. I This is a real high-risk play, and they do treat it like it's a real high-risk play, because you know the Treg's plan. It's to kill all humans. But uh, Vega's not here to kill humans on this one day. As she mm. explains to Terry... They'll kill the humans on a different day because they're focusing on regrowing I, <laughs> and coming up with a new plan. I'm just thinking of what <laughs> possible calls she could make later of Acid. was like, all right, well, remember the deal where I didn't kill the humans back then? Now you have to give me something so I can kill all the humans. And they're like, no. That what? goes against the <laughs> but, spirit of our deal. <laughs> but you made a deal. It's like, yeah. No, but that's like the the impasse we're at. You want to kill all humans. We don't. 
how about we just give you like some red cipher? <laughs> There's a lot of an argument between an extremist and a moderate here. <laughs> just being like, I don't want to kill all humans. So um, Vega and Terry kind of banter about their time yeah. of regrowth. And then Vega's like, so Zoe really did disappear, huh? And yeah. Terry's like, yes. And um, Vega goes, well, according to Drake, at least. And then Ve- no, Terry looked into it. And she said that well, Zoe yeah, really she, is gone. She, she can clarify that, that Zoe's gone. Um, and but then, Drake was the one who initially said, "Yes, Zoe's gone. <laughs> Zoe fell into a, don't say explosion, car and left. So Vega follows this up by the fact that... Um, because Drake will have to take the punishment. And... He may take the punishment this episode. She may have a really long play. I'm quite honestly <laughs> not sure how much of what goes on this episode Vega is aware of. Uh, yeah. You're, you're, well, the problem is that even if you assume she is aware of this stuff, this is like insane Batman, Thanatos, Gambit level things where there is stuff she has no control over that like it feels like all this stuff is going to happen. She's going to be like, just as I planned all along. It's like there's no way you could have predicted any of this would happen. Like, is she okay? Anyway, we'll yeah. we'll get there. We'll get we there. need to get there when we get there. Sure. So, um, Castor and Roman don't want to turn the Tregs into martyrs, which yeah. is why they're not going to get all up in arms. They're not going to get the Tregs arrested. They're just going to let the Tregs be ineffectual well, and like peter out. Well, no, yeah, and and that's a very great idea. If if they call the you know the cops down on them, essentially they'll go down in flames, and people will remember the sacrifice. But if but. If because it seems like the integration path is going so well, and the more that that is shown to be it is working, the less people will be like, I guess we need these extremist measures. I mean, really, the Atrian Seven can apparently go anywhere anytime they want. Yeah, but I mean, that's just seven. But you can can see how Atrians would be like, oh, well, if we're good, maybe we can also go anywhere anytime we want. Yeah, um, I think it's it's. I was it's, agreeing with you. Yeah, no, it's a it's a very smart play from Caster's point of view, and boy, is he hard to parse as a person. He's well, got something going on. What is more important in this scene, though, is we see kids come up and they give Caster nets, and they give Ro- they've been dropping off nets at Roman's house. Yeah. As, like, a celebration of Knox. And this is the first scene where we really see the caster is really starting to enjoy his new role. Yeah. Being being the uh, the, the father of all Atrians, the Ixen. Now, while this is going on, we also see Drake, who is busy buying flowers to give to Roman's mom. It's mm-hmm. like a flower necklace, and it's very traditional. Yeah. For Danishku. Sure. We there is so much um sol sovid solvid solvid so uh. there's so much <laughs> speaking in the Atrian language in this episode yeah yeah so and since it's not a real language it's really hard to wrap your head around if you haven't yeah but I spend mean spend some time with it and not just watch the episode once yeah we'll know the basic things it's Dianascu it's 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 Iskin is the leader and so while this is going on uh, Drake gets interrupted by Vega. Who has decided what, maybe what the punishment will be? I think the the, I, the the thing I'm doing here is that maybe she believes it's a punishment. So what she is going to do is she is going to strip Drake of his marks and send him out to be the new Zoe. He's the new outside operative. 
He's just gonna get... Because <laughs> there's one thing Drake's good at. It's subtlety. I feel like this is probably more of her just being like... She'll 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 send him away, and then he'll like get no orders effectively. Also, wouldn't it be better better for him to be the outside operative as a trusted Atrian? Nah, Aaron. They, I mean, you know, here here's I was going to do a big whole gag here, but realistically, I think is that Vega does not believe Atrian will ever be trusted. Yeah, like that's is as obvious as that. She just doesn't. She. She does not believe in H- that because all these humans are terrible, that no Achen will ever get as much input as a teenage girl would. Also, um, Drake is not allowed to go to dinner at Roman's house. No, he is has it to come to the Drake house? Yeah, for the weirdest dinner we will ever see. It's so it's so weird. It's so cult like and creepy. And Terry hates it, and I wish I feel like more Treggs should hate it. I mean, I'm I'm fine with jumping around a little bit. This episode has a lot of wild stuff where like storyline just going. Where the meeting is essentially just everyone walking up and laying flowers on Vega as she stands in front of their crowd, and then she removes that one, and the next person comes up and and she makes them call her mother. Yeah, it's really creepy and unsettling. It's so creepy. It's so bad it's I, i'll still say the red hawks definitely are more i mean it's hard to say the red hawks are more violent than the uh uh trags the trags did the have, have a, done many explosions had, well and also had a a nearly just full-on killed whoever that wind hit i think the problem is the red hawks are more reactionary and the trags are more conniving well, I mean, but the the thing is, the Red but Hawks. Neither of them have good, have good plans. Well, the Red Hawks just keep on trying to put bombs into the sector. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure if reactionary is the word. I think it's the Red Hawks keep getting messed up so easily. Well, it's like the Red Hawks are like, I see a thing where I can do a punch, so I'm going to do that punch. I think the Red Hawks are more incompetent. <laughs> so um, while this is going on, Benton takes Julia to that secret lab that we saw last episode, and yeah. it turns out that herself. And the guy that we saw last episode, Mr. Burke, work for a big pharma company. Yeah, for, they I've, freelance. Yeah, they freelance for like a pharmaceutical like conglomerate. And they've been looking into Cipher, and then they show Julia her DNA and immediately tell her that it's her DNA. Yeah, yeah. She just so for a while I call her Doctor Benton. They will never refer to her as a doctor, so I'm not going to refer to her as a doctor because I don't think she I is. Don't think she is. I think she's. I think she's just a DNA enthusiast. Um, <laughs> She just lays it all out for them, just, just or for for Julia. That is the craziest thing about this show. On the show, no one lies to anyone ever, which is maybe why last episode I was so thrown by Emery trying to lie to Grayson, and I was just like, well, "Why isn't she just telling him what she's doing?" No, every no no one ever lies. She she kind of tricks Julia a little bit by being like, "This DNA has cipher in it," and Lady's like, "But it's your DNA, Julia." And then Julia's like. That's weird. I have to go. How did you get my DNA? <laughs> well, my favorite thing is she'd be like, well, I make sure you don't tell anyone about this. And Julia later brings up an amazing point, which is like, it just seems to me that if you were doing something good, you wouldn't be constantly telling me to keep it a secret. <laughs> and she's not wrong. She's not wrong. So, um, Drake, now that he and Roman are bros immediately tells Roman what Vega has going on for him. Yeah, you know. And he talks about, like, you know, having his marking removed. He'll be sent off to a new city. Uh, he says, they'll change my look. 
Like, so I guess no, no more wearing tank tops. Got to wear full shirts. I'm going to have to cover up these pythons. And then Roman's like, I think the time may have come to tell Castor about this. Yeah, because now Roman is fully into believing, into like, oh man, Castor, that, that, that dude, that dude's a good dude. And Drake does not want to tell Castor. And no. then Drake ruminates very dramatically about how... Doing this would be just like another prison. He thinks about how lonely Zoe must have been, and no wonder she was crazy. Yeah, no wonder she went insane. Um, He's not wrong. Well, and the th- like Drake's entire thing—it's been very clear from episode one. Drake is all about freedom. Drake's theme is freedom, as you may say. Mm. Uh, and this is not freedom. He he might be getting out of the sector, but he's just gone in a new prison. Though it seems to me like he could just leave. Because they have no way of no finding way of him. Finding him. Yeah, I was saying, we'll go. You'll go to a new city. It's like the sector's in one area. He could go to any city. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> though, like they also do talk about how, like you know, removing your markings kind of sucks for an H. And I imagine it'll be so. It's that's your identity. Everyone has a personalized birthmark, effectively, mm-hmm. and to get that removed, and apparently, it's very painful. I have imagined so. Well. I still don't know if she meant metaphorically or not. Speaking of things that are painful metaphorically, Grayson's <laughs> hanging out at the crab shack. And physically, this hurt me. His dad comes. And his dad <sighs> okay, is so Just slimy. One, I could be paused. We, <laughs> I might have to put my foot down. We have to stop calling it the crab shack because that's from My Name is Earl. What is it called? I think the crab pot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I called it the Crab Shack, and then I was reminded that that is my name is Earl. That is the name where Crab, the place where Crab Man works. Well, my you name just is call Earl. it Luke's Restaurant. <laughs> you mean the owner, Lucas? Yeah, you yeah, know, that child, <laughs> that child who owns the Crab Pot, Lucas. So Grayson's at Lucas's restaurant. Yeah, and his dad sl- swarms all up on up and is like. Ooh, you, think you seem like you're pretty sad. You think you might want to come home soon? And Grayson's like, no, you're definitely racist. Yeah, this is where we get, thankfully, someone actually bringing up the point that, like, hey, still terrorists. You're still terrorists doing terrorist things, and I'm not cool with that dad. And then his dad responds with, has the big Atrian been filling your mind with lies about Atrians being good? Oh, yeah. And this is a ham-fisted way to get into revealing the kidnapping. Yeah, it turns out, uh, <laughs> turns out the dad saw Zoe and Drake uh, take Grayson off that night. I don't think the dad saw it. I think the dad looked at security cam footage. That would be more, that would be more likely. I think that would <laughs> be a lot more likely. And Grayson takes the wrong thing from this discussion. Yeah. His dad wants him to take away Atrian shouldn't be trusted. Yeah. Which Grayson does kind of take away. Yeah. But it, he's mostly like, Drake killed Zoe. Is that what he takes away? Yeah. Is that? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. Because he goes to investigate what happened to Zoe. Yeah, I thought he was just trying to get the other person's, like, point of view. No, I think he thinks that Drake killed Zoe, which yeah. is true. Yeah. Drake, yeah. Drake did kill Zoe. Yeah, I I actually didn't catch on that at all. But I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. I thought I thought he was just just going to be like, hey, so I can't talk to Drake because he's big and scary, but I can talk to Zoe. Mm. 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 And then yeah, then the dad leaves by being like, I'll remind you, Atrians are not to be trusted. And it's very unfortunate timing that an Atrian just stole his girlfriend. <laughs> it's, it's not great. It's bad timing. 
God, Grayson. I do wish that Emery had broken up with him when she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess we could say this is Emery's fault. <laughs> it is Emery's fault. This this is what happens if you if you if you if you want to break up someone you got to break up with someone because if you if you draw it out for too long they'll become a terrorist and then there's a race war that is the lesson that you learn here <laughs> if you if you keep your feelings bottled up people become terrorists meanwhile Roman goes to visit a terrorist <laughs> yeah, he goes uh, he goes alone this time to talk to Vega specifically about Drake just being like. Oh man, he plays it so well. He, he's like, I was talking to Drake, and Drake was seeming weird. It was like he was saying goodbye to me. And <laughs> and Vega believe like Vega is not suspicious at all. Oh <laughs> well, no, or or is this all part of her grand plan? <laughs> so Roman explains to Vega that he is in her debt because that's the way you play it with like a megalomaniac. So he'll be in her debt further if she lets Drake go. And then she's like. I know what I want. Please get this specific prisoner released from the crake. <laughs> the crate from the crake dragon. And Roman's like, I definitely can't get prisoners released from jail. Uh, and I was like, also, well, I, she says he was like, well, I don't think you can. So it felt like, oh, I gave you an impossible task. Yeah. Now, um, spoiler alert, she he will. He will somehow be able to do it. So that's why I don't understand what her plan is. <laughs> well, I, well, okay. I don't want to. Okay. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll just go talk, We have to talk at the end. Okay. Uh, um, she does reassure him, though. This person is not a treg. They are not violent. They were wrongfully accused. They're just mysterious. And this will also turn out to be true. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> smash cut back into the closet. Where Emery and Roman are just like, oh, that does seem like a pretty hard thing to do. I'm, I'm gonna be clear here. This, there, I don't, I don't know if you, if you disagree. You might gonna. I got nothing out of this scene. It's just sort of two kids in love commiserating. It so is. They just seem real cute together. Yeah, I guess it sort of implies that Roman will be going to see G- Gloria because that's his plan. But I mean, he just does it in another scene. I have to say though, I just listened to our Twilight episodes. Yeah. And I remember during Twilight, like, begging for a scene where the characters seem happy together. Yeah, like, I'm not saying it's and a... so I, I'm, like, to our audience, yeah. I appreciate this. You showed them, like, being the, a functional the, couple. And, yeah, they're back back in the bleach closet, doing some makeouts. Uh, and talking about their lives. And talking about their lives. And, the, and, like, it's... Here's the thing. When we do these recaps, we don't go super deep sometimes into character arcs. Usually it's a lot of it's very plot-heavy stuff. Um, not because it's boring, just because talking just by like, oh, and in this scene, these subtlety well, things here. Well, and we here. also, we watch it episode by episode, so sometimes we don't see the arcs until they're done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's a good scene, just not a lot for us to talk about it. It's... Here's another scene where there's not a lot to talk about, but Grayson goes to Miss Benton to investigate what happened to Who's Zoe. Who's still dressed like she's about to hit the clubs. And, I mean, I guess it's a good, like, economy of character. But no one's heard from Zoe. They can't get in touch with her family. It's like she just disappeared. <laughs> the last time anyone saw her was at your party, Grayson. Yeah, so I am assuming whatever Atrians were pretending to be her parents we're told to just like, nah, just, you know, just we don't we don't know what happened to her, so, so don't say anything so in case cut she it turns down. up. Cut it down. Oh, apparently, um, Vega was also told that she disappeared with all of the black cipher, 
which means she didn't tell anyone that she moved it to that boathouse because well or the the thing well no because there are other the explosion agents. they would have yeah. found the explosion yeah 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 man the, the the that's the problem with having a character who i think was written just to be insane because like why did she poison lucas why did she move to the boathouse why did she do anything because she's crazy and that's gonna feed into drake's pathos like, like okay cool okay so sure. anyway miss benton ditches grayson to go harangue julia some more <laughs> another <laughs> there's so many scenes there i'm just miss benton go up to julia and be like hey Thought about my crime stuff <laughs> yet? And Julia's like, yeah, I definitely don't want to do crime. <laughs> it's just weird how you keep telling me, no, it's fine. It's for the greater good. Don't tell anyone about it. Like, that feels weird. Also, you work for, also, you work for a pharmaceutical corporation. So... Mm. Oh, I think they do clarify that she's the only one who has activated Cypher. So, yes. Cypher's still active in her... Is she immortal? <gasps> Anyway, <laughs> Roman goes to meet with Gloria because yeah. he's like, hey, I'm going to not be a dick anymore if you let this patient, this prisoner go free. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll dance for you. I'll do these, uh, uh, I'll meet with these delegates. I'll do all those things. And she also clarifies, she's like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. But apparently she like, she's on. Really easily can. She's on every committee. Yeah, she's on the board of the prison. Yeah, it, it does seem like they were right that this person god we get so so many cool stuff about this person um but it does seem like this person is they must not be like a big terrorist or else they would never they wouldn't let them free yeah because they just let her free like full just go back to the sector you're good and roman basically spins it as like a miracle for the holiday like if you do this it'll look like god roman is so he's so politically astute yeah and and he even knows how to manipulate like Here's the, I'm going to say the word manipulative, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but I can't think of a more neutral term for, like, he knows what Julia needs to hear. He he plies a lot on father, like, my father. Like, he would the, have wanted this. Yeah, and, and he since he knows that Gloria and his father had a relationship, it's... He's so it's good. It's great. The, the writing for Roman whenever he does any of his, like, political uh, machination stuff, like, even just that little bit with him lying for Drake and being like... Because we know Archie Andrews would have just, like, come and kicked down the door d- door, and been like, my friend told me he was sad. I love my friend. You, you, you do stuff for my friend. You should be nice. We should all be kind in the world yeah, together. Be nice to friend. And I think <laughs> – and I, and I would say that Roman is dealing about with the level of stuff Archie is dealing with. But yeah. <laughs> Roman's a lot more – I mean, Veronica would just burst down the door and burn down the shed and then be like, you don't want me to burn down your shed again? I Let, let so- my friend go free. I lit someone on fire. And I'm good. So um, now we are in the sector and we're here to celebrate yeah. the holiday. And I, I learned a big thing here. Hmm. Uh, apparently, Caster is Maya's brother. Yeah, I thought he was Nox's I brother. Thought he was Nox's brother. I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought that. I I thought no, maybe... maybe they told us, but I definitely in my head I was like, no, he and Nox I, are brothers. I don't think we did. I think well because we only hear about him in relation to Nox. And Nox caught him building bombs and mm-hmm. kicked him out, which made me feel like. He was, was Nox's brother. And it was like, it was like a, a poll between, you know, brothers. But instead, he's Maya's brother, which actually, I think, makes things make a lot more sense. Because boy, does Maya hate humans. Hate humans. And I think it existed before the whole husband was killed thing. <laughs> I think so, too. 
Mm-hmm. So Emery and Castor talk a little bit about her nerves and Castor's like, well, I know how to make Maya happy and that's to make her son happy. And Emery's like, oh my God, does everyone know we're secretly dating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I mean, keep in mind, Castor has one <laughs> apparently driving force. Gotta keep them kids apart. So we do not delve too deep into that. What we do delve into is one of the kids is having some trouble with their net. We should explain. So the 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 idea with this whole um, Dianascu, uh festival is because it is about, you know, fishermen going off uh, to that. Mm-hmm. The kids used to untangle the nets for them. Uh, now that they no longer – they've obviously progressed to the point that they have spaceship technology. Yeah, now they just decorate nets. Yeah, so now they've become a uh, – ceremonial thing versus an actual net thing so there's people are handing out nets there's a lot of net stuff and mothers would get flowers as sophia says mothers would get flowers i guess so they're less lonely and i know that's supposed to be like and mothers get flowers but all i can think is like i mean but your plants are weird like yeah, for the all flowers do something for all i know it's like and we give them flowers and it's just real good weed <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing it's kind of like the bible when you're like does flower mean flower was the apple an apple or was it a pomegranate yeah <laughs> what the the wise men wrote to jesus and gave him uh gold frankincense and dank weed <laughs> So a little girl comes up to Emery and is like, my net is tangled. And so Emery helps her untangle it. <laughs> no, she doesn't. I think she just takes it apart. Yeah, she does not actually untangle it because what she does is she makes the cat's cradle star that she made for yeah. Roman. And so Sophia goes, <gasps> I've seen that. I've seen that star before. <laughs> Only one person could make that. <laughs> Sophia makes my favorite leap in logic here, which is she sees someone do a cat's cradle star and goes, I've only ever seen that in one place before. Obviously, she's the only human who knows the secret of the cat's cradle. (laughs) Meanwhile, in the crate, this is a horrible prison. Okay, so the the jail cells are, like, they have heat panels on them. And the guard says, Atrians thrive in humidity. The heat panels keep them compliant. And I just want to clarify one thing. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think that's just an Atrian thing. Yeah, no, they're just torturing humans. Yeah, like, like and it's all torturing. And people. it's not like Atrians when they don't when they when they are hydrated have special magic powers. We're not talking about like a group of people who can like hydromance or something like that. They this is they're they're acting like oh we have to do this we have to do this and it's not it's it, not they're it's they're pure just racism. Yeah, they're just yeah. torturing. They're they're they put them all in Guantanamo and they're. Doing torturing stuff. Because if if you put me in a room with heat panels, probably also be a lot more compliant. However, what happens to Atrians is worse than what would probably <laughs> happen to you. Because we see an old lady. Yeah. They come and they tap her shoulder and they say it's time to go home. Yeah. And then they emerge her in water. <laughs> she and then comes when she out comes as hot. Out, she's like 30, 40. She's probably 40. Yeah. Yeah. Very pretty. Glowing. <laughs> yeah. 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 And um, I made a guess here. That I was right about. So I, I also made that guess. Well. <laughs> and then I thought that, Ve- I really thought that the end of this episode was going to be Vega was going to kill this person. Oh, I had a different thought. Oh. Hmm. So we head over to the Roman family. 
I I don't know if they have if this species has last names, so I just have to say the Roman family. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing some rituals. It's like putting hands in waters, and uh, cats are like splash the water over the hands. And he says some things, and the mother rejects it because oh. the humans put their hands in the oh, water first. She, not after those creatures. And then Emery approaches Maya, and she gives her well tries to give her flowers. Tries to give her flowers and say thank you for welcoming us into your home. Yeah. And the mother rejects it. Yeah, she's mostly speaking in Sandiv to uh, uh, Sophia and... And Roman. And Roman. Who answer in English, so yeah. Julia and Emery and, know what's going on. And, you know, they're 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 really standing up to their parents, like Grayson once stood up to his parents, so we didn't see that. <sighs> and it took him a while to stand up to his parents, to be fair. He'd spent a lot of time just being like, no, 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 they're the harmless kind of racists. And he's like, oh, they're the racist kind of racists. <laughs> well, they're the violent kind of racists. Oh man, the terrorists! So, um, so Gloria takes this woman whose name mm-hmm. is Soroya. Hmm? Yeah. They oh call yeah, Soroya. Yes. And she yeah. takes her to her old pod, and she very nervously prattles. Like you can tell that Gloria has been made uncomfortable by what she saw in the prison. Yeah, she does. She, her oversight committee uh, role is clearly not that oversight yeah she definitely sits on some committee meetings and never goes there yep yep so she uh she's very uncomfortable because she and the actress plays this very well it's very subtly uncomfortable Mm -hmm. uh of like well we let this prisoner out of a place that i just learned is terrible i think she's been there for eight years they say and she's like, things are a little bit different in the sector, but I'm going to let you settle in. Yeah, maybe, get, I, maybe get changed so that we can go to the Yeah, meeting. I thought Gloria was going to leave, but no, she is here for Soroya this entire episode. She is her yeah. rock, yeah. I guess. But she, you know, she'll but be she's going to go outside for a little she's bit. She's going to go outside for a little bit. And then Soroya just grabs a bag and parkours off. It's wild. <laughs> and I thought, is this <laughs> Vega's plan? Well, I, I, like, is she escape? What is that? happening (laughs) (laughs) but we won't find out yet yeah the mother continues to reject yeah so maya refuses to go to the ceremony the feast because humans are here yeah and so roman's like so we better go to the feast if mom's not coming yeah and emery thinks the right thing for me to do is stay here yeah i think it's it's her and sophia and me and maya and Emery says she's staying to help clean up. Yeah. And then there, you know, Maya does. Just verbally attacks her. And she's the thing, she's saying things to such a point that I'm like, oh, I know where this, I know where the comeuppance is. <laughs> because she's so aggressively, openly about it that this has to be a hoisted upon your own petard oh, yeah. thing. Because in comes Sophia. So um, the last line of oh, Maya's yeah, speech yeah. was. I will make my children see you the way that I do, as the daughter of a murderer. You'll never be welcomed here. And it's like, we're trying really hard to do the opposite, actually. And then Sophia pops on in, and she's like, well, she is more than the daughter of a murderer. Yeah. She's she, also the little girl who saved, she, saved Roman's life. Yeah. She's the one who saved Roman's life on that day. And, <laughs> and everybody's my- like, uh... <laughs> And Maya's like, is this true? And everybody's like, I gotta go. The speed at which Maya goes, oh, damn. Oh, no. Oh, damn. Like, it's clearly conflicting emotions, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) the speed. And Emery obviously does not want to pile on. So she's just like, I'm really sorry that your family was hurt. I'm going to go outside. The thing that I always think of is that, (laughs) really, he still got shot. (laughs) He did still get tased. So, like... 
I mean, she did. I I assume what happened because I I gotta be honest. Looking at that stuff, she did feed him, so you could say she saved his life. But I think there's a lot of Roman being like, she saved my life. <laughs> I even mean, though no he was still there. Got, the, he also saved her life. I I mean, he got shot with a taser. <laughs> but his dad did tell him to run, and then someone protected him after he ran. That's true. So uh, we get a little bit more of a Soroya sneaking around. She hangs a bag, the bag that she took <laughs> off of the handle of Roman's pod, and Emery. Dear God, Emery. Emery leaves the pod, looks at the bag, and goes, oh, I should open this. This is why Roman <laughs> had to keep Emery at arm's length. Because she would open... I thought, it was like, is she planning a bomb or something? <laughs> like, I know. Emery's got a person who sees a mysterious package and goes, oh, I wonder what's in... She is... This isn't her home. <laughs> She's just like, I wonder what's in this bag. Now, what is in this bag is some sort of memory device. Yeah, we will find out what it is. But yeah, it um, it's very clear because she it, like it puts out a, co- a cable, a cable being a, a vine wraps mm-hmm. around her arm, glows, and then she's having a hallucination of what is clearly the past and so real. I like the way they're doing this. They're clarifying that it is so real that she feels like she's there by actually having the actress be, be there. There, yeah. So, but she's she's there. She's in an atrium body, but it's her and yeah. as so, as uh, Soroya is next to her, and, like the pilots of the ship, and they're in the ship, like yeah. the ship. Yeah, and they're looking down at Earth, and they're talking about it. It seems like a great place to land. Well, except for it is habited, ha- inhabited. Yeah, so, they would prefer to go somewhere not. <laughs> well, because they're like ah, you know, that seems like kind of plan. If you go down to probably shoot all of us. Unfortunately, speaking of shooting. In comes Caster, who, who shoots the person that Emery is. Yeah. So did Caster, Caster make cause the, the crash? Sh- well, and th- this makes me of, think of Soroya. Like, so did he do something to get Soroya in prison? And does, does Vega, Vega know, know this? this? Is this all Vega's weird? How could Vega know that Soroya was going to do this? Well, I mean, and if that's the case, why would Vega be? Why wouldn't she be more angry at Caster if she knows... That he's the reason they're on this planet. Because it seems like Soroya knows. Which I assume is why she's in the crate. Yeah, because Caster needed to essentially... Clear up his Clear his evidence. I... And <laughs> we will find out in the next scene Soroya's in, and I'm just going to say this now, yeah. she doesn't know that Nox is dead, and she doesn't know that Caster is the leader. So what she thinks she's doing is dropping off the information at Knox's house yes. for Knox to know. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And and I'll give it to her. She does it fast. Like she she this 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 person knows not to like wait and you know hold on to the information for a little bit, which I think I see in a lot of shows where it's like I got to figure out the right time. No, out of jail, grab the bag, go. Yeah. She's been thinking about this for eight years. And, like, smart for her because she would just sit around. Who knows what Caster could do to her? <laughs> well, I mean, she didn't know that Caster would. I mean. But Caster is around. Yeah. And he got her put in jail. Uh, assumably. Assumably that's what happened. Yes. So, so, meanwhile, Grayson is busy watching video footage of his own kidnapping. Yeah, this this is where I, I guess the idea here is that he sees him leave with Zoe and... Drake. And then he sees Drake and Roman bring him back. Yeah. So I think he might be thinking that something happened to Zoe. Because they said the last, that was the last time they saw yeah. Zoe was that um, that specific thing. 
Uh, but I, I was thinking, at the very least, he saw Roman and Drake drop him off on the lawn. But they brought him back. That's true. So I, I don't think he should be going as hard into as what he seems to be. He should be more of, con- as he is in this scene, confused. Speaking of confusing stuff, Miss Benton is also <laughs> there for the celebration. I had someone pull some strings. I, so t- I got be, my employers to let me come. be here too. And like, her, how? And her only purpose for being there, it seems, is to harangue Julia some more. Well, I mean, and this time her haranguing is hard. She, she essentially says, well, Julia, it just seems like you should help me because... <laughs> otherwise <laughs> can we talk about her threat like she plays this line between being like she's like, it's like she's trying to be vague and coy but it's just a straight up yeah threat. she says exactly what they're gonna she do she names the person who's there she says well it seems like if your dad was at a bowling night tonight and mr burke was there and mr burke had a poison that would go be put into his drink and then your dad would get sick <laughs> Then maybe you'd feel pretty bad that you didn't help us. It just feels so weird. Because this is the thing you feel would be like, well, it just seems like maybe your dad might, you know, he'd be on his bowling tonight and he might have a drink that doesn't sit well with him. And then he wakes up tomorrow and he's not feeling very well. And it seems like you might be able to save him such a fate. But instead she's like naming who's there and And how. And uses the word poison. Now, Miss Benton is not good at subterfuge. She's... I don't know what she is. She's all she's good at is wearing the same tight dresses. And she was very good when she taught science that one class, well, Atrian ex- Physiology. Except for the utter confusion she had when someone brought up sex as a thing. That's true. So Julia's like, so, I don't know how Cypher works, but I know where it's grown. And I'll I'll give her this because she knows how Cypher works. She does a good job of essentially giving them information. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you where Cypher is because she knows that won't actually do anything. They can't do anything with it. She actually doesn't know how it's grown. Nope. She just knows where it's grown. Yeah. Uh, so, she, so she gives that information away. Um, meanwhile, Roman got the wink from Gloria. That means this I, are, let that, I let that prisoner out. I want to say this is the first time in... Uh, this series, I guess. I was going to say season, but this series that we have a party as like an end thing. Because we had the, I would say we had the, that, um, what do you call it? The We had Grayson's party. We had Grayson's party, but that wasn't the end thing. I guess you could say the Red Hawk stick was a party. We had Lucas's party. Oh, I guess we did have Lucas's party. It just feels like this first, because usually we, we always see these parties as like these accumulations yeah. in the OC in the Riverdale. This is the first time we have like accumulation party. Oh, this is a big party. This is a big, is a big party. So uh, Roman bounds on over to Drake and he's like, hey, no more getting your marks removed for you. I did a thing. Yeah. And Drake is super happy, but Roman gets pulled away to do a photo op before yeah. he can give any details about what he did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we get a little bit between Emery who arrives and she has problems, but so does Julia. So they're and kind of like Julia wants to leave, but Emery needs to talk. Assuming to Roman. Julia wants to go to her dad, yeah, to make sure he's fine. Uh, and <laughs> and then Castor gets all excited because Emery's there and makes her do a photo op, and he's like Emery, Emery Whitehall. Yeah, it's a lot it's of delicate. stuff. It's a a lot, a lot is stuff. happening at once. We do have to cut away to have Grayson. Grayson calls his dad and is like, well, I guess I'm ready to be a racist now. I think I'm ready to come home. And then he's there in a Red Hawk meeting and he's looking up and... 
If only Emery hadn't <laughs> tried is, to be what, the only character who lies. What is this series' thing with having people get broken up and become terrorists? To be fair, Grayson does think that Atrian's kidnapped him and killed his friend from school. But Drake, no, but the, but the footage showed him and Zoe going, I guess maybe he didn't see the footage of him. There's a, he should have watched that because the footage is clearly, we, we've, see, we've seen what that looks like. It is mm-hmm. Zoe putting Drake in a car and then looking around very suspiciously. Yeah, but then she didn't come back and he doesn't know she's an A-train with her marks removed, Kevin. He doesn't know. It just feels like he should be more curious and less, well, guess... Guess I'm a racist now. I think it's really hard when your entire life crumbles in front of you to be able to think in, like, a reasonable manner. Mm. I just... I Marvel what really comes out to is that I hate that for the second time, it really feels like they did the... Um, but the, like he hasn't, he didn't even join the meeting. He just looked at it from a distance. <laughs> maybe this is maybe this is all his big plan. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm convinced that he's all Red Hawk. I know I think he's just looking for answers in the world. I don't know. Well, I mean, Paris ends up good, and we said uh, he ends up alive. Does he? No, survives. he ends up super. Does dead. he die? Yes, Romeo kills him on his Who way into the f- tomb. I thought I thought he survived that. No. Who am I thinking of? The prince. <laughs> You think Romeo doesn't kill the prince on his way down? You're thinking of Benvolio. I might be thinking of Benvolio. Yeah, yeah. He's his name means good guy. He is the good guy. <laughs> he is the good guy. So back to the party. Castor does a speech. Castor is so pumped to be the daddy of his people yeah. until he sees Sarah. Soroya. Yeah. Well, and that does throw him off a little. Well, when Soroya arrives, it's a big thing for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone sees like sees her there, and they all have very much different reactions. Emery is shocked. Caster is straight up shook. Like, <laughs> he's, like, giving his speech, walking off, and then I think he just walks out of the tent, like, as he's giving the speech still. <laughs> And, like, there's a lot going on, because while this is going on, like, Emery is trying to tell Roman about what she found out. But then Maya arrives, and then finally, at the end of all of this... Drake finally looks up and sees... And, of course... It's his mom. It's his mom. It's his mom. Uh, And I 100% thought that Vega's plan... Well, no, how could that have been her plan? My my thought, like, if we're going to say this is Vega's plan, is that her plan was to prove to Drake... Like, she was going to take credit for getting the mom released but the more thing was like how could vega because there's a shot where vega like roman and vega look at each other and vega gives him a smile like yes isn't that right to like reaffirm his that he did this thing for her well but but the fact that she was released like even if they could say that like oh vega got released vega didn't get a release through like bribery or anything the Trags did. It was Roman using diplomacy and was, collaborating it, with humans. Yeah. Like, unless if she's going to make some wild play at convincing Drake that she's the reason his mom was released, maybe you're right and she's going to use it now as a better way to control Drake. Well, I thought she was going to, like, I thought the ultimate punishment was he was going to get his mom back and then she was going to kill her. <laughs> That would be wild if in this scene it just all of a sudden Vega stands up and shoots her. Like, <laughs> like I, I, I just I can't understand how Vega functions. Yeah, it's it, it's her plan is unknowable. <laughs> well, and let let's say this is still part of her plan. Once again, 
how could she assume any of this? And how could she think that Roman was actually going to get this prisoner out? Well, like the the thought the plan pro- can't have hinged on it. Well, it it the reason it break it sort of like breaks itself is because you a lot of other stuff is based on the idea that Vega does not believe humans will ever do the right thing. Mm-hmm. The only way she could assume that Roman could get um, Soroya out is if she believed that he could convince humans to do the right thing. And if she believed that, why would she be the extremist she is? Because then humans can be convinced. Like, it, yeah. it, it's a circle that can't connect. Yeah, like, he, like unlike the other original plan to get the people out, man, was her face... Well, we could go back and actually see if her face was on the, the faces of the people there. Yes, we can. We, can. I mean, we know her number two. Yeah, three three seven. Interesting. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that was kind of unrelated. Well, because we were curious if it was a lie that both their parents were on yeah. the release list. But like, how could you, you're telling me that she assumed that if she told Drake you're going out of the city, Drake would immediately tell Roman, and then Roman would come back to her and not tell Caster. And but how could Vega even know that Roman and Drake are working together? I maybe she does like assuming she does know they're working together. How would she, it the, if she is going to claim that this was all part of her plan? I will call utter bull. <laughs> so we have two quick scenes after our brains yeah. breaking from that. Um, Benton goes to fetch some cipher, which will be useless to her, except that she figures out immediately. Well, she, well, she sees the arm. Well, she pulls on cipher, and an arm comes with it, and she goes. Cypher grows out of dead atriums. Yeah, so she calls Mr. Burke and is just like, bury the bodies. And it turns out that Mr. Burke has three dead atriums. I think they have maybe have even more dead yeah, atriums. Yeah, he just has three directly in front He's of three him. three directly in front of him. And <laughs> so that does prove that the bodies do have to be buried for things to grow. You can't just yeah. leave them above ground. Which makes sense because we remember them putting dirt on Knox's body. Uh, yes, yeah. yeah. He, he, which, I mean, it, it's... If anything, her doing that has revealed that essentially the way some atrium bodies, obviously I'm assuming others are dealt with, probably burned, to mm-hmm. be fair, at this point. It's probably how important they are. They get Yeah, well, well, I think it's, it might just be like um, the idea is that – importance, I think, is all, probably also a thing there. But, like, if a plot is empty, they mm-hmm. got to replace the, the seeds. The seeds are their bodies. So, finally, Emery and Roman – bust on out of that party and Roman's like this is the best night ever I'm gonna make out with my girlfriend and Emery's like Roman I am so sorry I have to wreck the best night ever I found out a secret yeah. look at this thing I found and she's like oh yeah that's like a black box like a flight recorder yeah, it, yeah it's, it's a Mirzan uh, that <laughs> I'm not sure flight recorder is accurate it, it's like a black box though yeah uh, I think I think Moses says it because that's what it's used for but yeah it, it, it I guess it tracks all the sensory information of, I guess, whoever's connected to So the it. pilot, typically. Also, I want to point out Emery. Emery's line is, I don't know, I found her in a bag and I accidentally picked it up. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, so... She didn't want to say, I don't know, I saw a bag outside your house and I looked in it. <laughs> she's like, so if I picked it up and I experienced a thing, the thing I experienced really happened, huh? Yeah. And Roman's like, oh my god, what did you experience? I'm... I have to believe it can be used more than once. They just don't want to do that in this episode, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so she reveals, like, well, I was the pilot of the ship, and then I was shot. And he's like, 
who shot you? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> Gotta wreck someone else's life. I already wrecked Grayson's <laughs> life. Yeah, but once again, Emery, for a good reason. Stop, but, act, stop being the whole wrecking people's lives. But Kevin, she learned from the Grayson experience. She tells him immediately. she tells him immediately. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is gasser. It's gasser done rather than with Grayson where it's like, should I tell Well no, but Grayson knew. Honestly, she also didn't No no, what she didn't tell Grayson was that she was the one who got his mom arrested. Oh, that's true, yeah. 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 <laughs> Though to be fair, she also didn't get Cass arrested first. That's true. <laughs> yeah, hey, well, I mean <laughs> Emory, sometimes you just got gotta focus on the fact that you're taking down bad people. Mm-hmm. You gotta deal with it. Gotta roll with it. To ca- <laughs> Caster's plans becoming more and more inscrutable every single time. He doesn't want Rowan and Emery to get together. To get together for he, reasons, he he has so many bombs. He for some reason killed the pilot, of forcing the ship. the ship to crash land on Earth. Well, and he Maybe. didn't kill Soroya, who was very upset that pilot died. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was the pilot her husband? Maybe because Drake has no parents. Yeah, and I think he did say his dad died on. Arrival day. Yeah, could could, could been her friend. I mean, Drake probably... does have a dead dad though, so let's let's not forget that. That's true. That's true. Uh, could have been that. Uh, but yeah, the, I'm still liking it. They're still leaving it at this point. Leaves so many confusing things. Vega, Caster, and they only have five more episodes to answer some of these questions i hope at least i know it gets can is canceled but i hope they did the thing where the first season really kind of sets up kind of a self-contained story mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a lot of these shows could have been stopped after one season you could have been like cool and rather than being like no the first season's just the beginning you're canceled <laughs> So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. So this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where logic baked itself under heat panels for f- way too long? I did. And my mo- uh, monologue, my metaphor. <laughs> I will now begin a monologue. <laughs> my metaphor connects to that moment. Because I'm sorry, Soroya being an old lady who goes into water and is in there for way too long, and then comes back hot, <laughs> does not really add anything to myth- the mythology. Well, it, it seems to imply that the drier, they they wrinkle up as they dry, I like, guess. They, they become... Like, which... her hair is gray, though, when she's wrinkly, and then... It, if, if anything, it implies way too much about their... Like, biology. But what I will say is the show is pretty good at I pick CW moments and, like, two episodes later, it's like, huh-huh. Yeah. So maybe in a couple episodes we will have a thing where Red Hawks kidnap some of our Atrian friends and put them under a heat lamp. I don't know. Well, we don't need the Red Hawks to do that. The government's doing it just fine. Uh, if the Red Hawks and the government can do it? Oh, no. <laughs> they can both do it. Two bad guys. We got, we got Red... Oh, but we also have the pharmaceutical company. Three bad guys. <laughs> And the tricks. Also, also, bad guys. Also, I was right. It was it was a private corporation. You were right. Yeah, yeah. Did you find a CW moment though? I did find a CW moment, and mine is. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I should talk about it quite a bit, but it, it's. I'm picking a CW moment not because of it how it exi- how it exists, but how it was done. Okay. And it's got to be Miss Benton's threat. 
Yeah. <laughs> where, where she can't decide whether to just be like, we're going to make your dad sick and die. Or coyly imply. It. It's like she was sitting there thinking, now these teenagers, they might not get it. I should uh, make sure I clearly lay it out. <laughs> make it but very- also, I want to make sure they know I'm threatening. <laughs> I should make sure that this dumb teen doesn't misunderstand me. Little does she know, Julia is one of the smartest teens on this show. <laughs> Actually, all of these teens are pretty good at thinking on their feet. Yeah, no, I mean, the the thing is, like, by and far, everyone is pretty smart. They're all pretty smart people. Mm-hmm. We're not watching a bunch of dummies do dumb stuff. They're so honest with each other, but also... Most of them are very good at lying when they need to lie. Well, I like when information's withheld. It's usually done for either a good reason, not for long, or the only reason it's held withheld because you can't tell the person. And to be fair, I do, I do understand why Emery didn't tell Grayson anything. It's just <laughs> jarring in this show where people are always like, "I'm going to give you the information you need right away." Yeah, and really. Like I uh, the the t- I do not know how long it was between then and now I'm giving the benefit of the doubt and saying one day because that's usually how they mm-hmm. do it that they kissed the night before this is the next day though really she should have figured something was going on when Grayson gave her the stink eye well and like she's just you know the entire last episode she was withholding information from him not very well in a way designed to make him suspicious and upset <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 but I mean I guess it's okay that our character isn't good at lying I guess they shouldn't. You know, shouldn't be too bothered by that. I mean, I mean, the thing is, they're all good at lying in a way. Like they're good at, you know, as 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 I said, Roman's pretty manipulative when he needs to be. They just don't need to only lie. They don't. They don't. They do. They don't do too much. The thing where it's like, oh, I can't tell them because reasons. There's really no Seth Cohen on this TV show. Well, there's also no Ryan after he got stabbed in the back. But we can't tell them. I was going to say, can't you see Roman keeping that a secret? Then I was like, no, Roman no. would tell everyone. But then Roman would be like, well, I've been stabbed in the back. I have to deal with this. <laughs> you guys stay here. I'm the future leader of the society. I'm going <laughs> to. Well, I mean, if Roman was stabbed in the back, they'd put a leaf on it. That's true. That good. Like when Drake was shot with an arrow. And to be fair, Drake didn't tell them, but he didn't need to because he was fine. Because he, gra- he grabbed a leaf and put a leaf on it. Yeah. Just once in a while, these people just like like off, like off on a tree, just like pluck a leaf. Like, this leaf isn't doing anything. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's a maple tree. It's a human leaf, not an atrium Sorry. Leaf. Our, our, our plants suck. Our plants are not our magic. Our plants suck. People will tell you they're magic, but they're wrong. Anyway. On that note, this is our episode. Yeah. Thank you for this special holiday episode Yep, about family and togetherness. Mm-hmm. We hope that you enjoy some time with your family apart, but together. Yeah. Or following whatever your local regulations are. We can't pretend that your regulations are like Canada. Everywhere is different. Yeah. Maybe you're Australian. <laughs> Though... I will say if you're if if you're in a if you're in a place and you believe your regulations should be stricter as well, fall you know you can do what you want. But for our Australian listeners, hug your family for us. <laughs> At least more New Zealand. I think I think Australia. I think still Australia has... had 22 cases yeah. in the entire country. Yeah, New Zealand's good though. New Zealand's fine. But 22 cases in the entire country is not a lot of cases. No, it's not. It's not a lot. So yeah. you know what? And those you... were all koalas. 
hug your families. Don't hug koalas. They smell bad, and I think they have herpes. I don't think I have syphilis. I think it's syphilis. (laughs) (laughs) But they don't have COVID. No, they have chlamydia. Oh, you're right. It's chlamydia. What what (laughs) STI does your koala have? Ooh. Koalidia. Uh, <laughs> Please tell us the answer to that. Tell us about your animal STDs. It's all podcast MOA, podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. We want to have a call to action. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> or you can give us a rating, review, subscription, Apple Podcast, or your podcaster of choice. Click that button that makes you tell people that we like that you like us. <laughs> yep. And you can check out uh, my books, Endless Hunger and All Gods Fall. Uh and obviously other writing stuff that I do. It's all available on my website. It's kevinweirbooks.com. And my website is aflimsyplan.com, where I write about the best mocktails for this holiday season, because you shouldn't drink alone, <laughs> and also books I read. Yeah. Get at us. See you next week. Has Grayson joined the Red Hawks? Why did Vega ask to have Soroya released? What hot new club is Miss Benton hitting up before school today? For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fancast?